0: What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there. He's wearing a hat today. Casino, right off the bat, messing with the format. No beanie, no bear skin or skull, however you want to say that. You're going hat. So, what brought on this
1: radical change? Huh, nice. Uh, um, I was uh, cleaning out my closet today, and I just looked in the looked on one of the shelves, and I had a really, really bright uh, hat, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear that today. I'm I mean, it looks today. looks fantastic. Oh, it uh, is. It's fun, because it can just go up and down. It's got the big old flap on the, like, it's the weird little pool tab thing. Yeah, awesome. I hate that. Yeah, I got, I it, it, for like, I got it for like $3 somewhere. Uh, my
0: son is looking at me right next to the computer with a, just a, I made him hot dogs, a mouthful of hot dogs. Casino, you've been there uh all right uh later later uh you'll play with him later (laughs) well we got him this little for christmas or not for christmas for his birthday uh my mom got him this like the little kid atvs that you ride on that thing dude it says it goes three miles an hour if this is three miles an hour then fill in the blank here because there's no way in fuck this is only three miles an hour it goes like 20 fucking miles an hour and every time he puts on the gas he does this like whiplash (laughs) like motion and then you can flip it there's a little switch in front of him where he flips it to reverse or forward and every time he just whiplashes himself because there's this little pedal that he pushed so now but now it's like do we we can't bring him outside with it because he goes so fast. Like you're literally you would have to be at a full sprint to stop him if he's gonna go hit a car or a, a wall or a wild animal. You would have to be well, at a full here, this sprint.
1: This is what you do. This is what you do. You just let him hit a car or a wild animal. He'll be all right. He'll buff out. <laughs> It'll buff out. Well, see, then the thing is so fast,
0: it's like we can't do it in the house because he just rams into stuff immediately. But then you can't do it outside because he goes so fast. You don't know if you can catch him. So it's like, where the fuck do you take this thing? I don't know. That's the dilemma, Casino. But uh, speaking of dilemmas, let's get to the NFL divisional round. There was no segue there. Um, no,
1: that was awful. <laughs> but uh, Casino, how are you feeling going into the divisional round? Just- I can't wait. It's gonna, This is going to be so much fun. This is going to
0: be, dare I say, some sneaky good games? Sneaky good games? I think every
1: single one of these games are going to be fantastic. I think every single one of these games is going to be a good game. Let's start with the – so
0: the NFL schedules these playoff games in ways where I feel like they put least interesting to most interesting, right? Because they think – and my screen froze, but you can still hear my dulcet tones. Uh, You – because they schedule it in a way where they want the, they think the most watched game is going to be the Sunday. Well, this time it's like Sunday afternoon, but it's kind of like the Sunday night game, at least on the West coast, it's the Sunday afternoon game. So in terms of interest, do you disagree with how the NFL has scheduled this? We have first off Saturday morning, Jaguars, Chiefs, Saturday afternoon, Giants, Eagles, And then Sunday afternoon Bengals bills Saturday or Sunday night
1: afternoon, Cowboys, 49ers. Would you flip any of those? No. Yes. And no. So the no portion of it is obviously you want to have an AFC and an NFC game on each day. I do think they got that right on for viewing for ratings wise. They got the right AFC and NFC games on the right day. Um, nothing against the Eagles and Giants. I think that's going to be a hell of a game, but everybody's going to want to see Dallas Niners. Everybody wants to watch that. Um, Yes. But on Sunday, I actually would take bills over Bengals for my viewing pleasure as the night game. But again, Cowboys Niners, that is going to be the most viewed game. Um, Everybody wants to watch that game because everybody wants the Cowboys to win and, yeah yeah yeah. Whatever yeah. whatever whatever. Um but I I agree so I agree with this. I I would agree but like I said on Sunday at viewing Pleasure I would prefer the Bengals Bills because I'm an AFC guy. So I would actually switch uh all three of these games. And I'll tell I'll I
0: switch three of them. I agree with you Cowboys 49ers is clearly the game of the weekend. For Sunday night football, it's the Cowboys have. We talk so much shit about them here, I think rightfully so, but they have the biggest fan base. They get the most viewed games every year outside of like the Super Bowl. So, Cowboys clearly, and then 49ers, I feel like are a dare I say sneaky again casino. We're only Ugh. five minutes in and I've said sneaky three times, but 49ers are a sneaky, big fan base that i feel like nobody ever talks about because they're on the west coast they might be the second largest fan base just in the nfl and it goes like under the radar when you talk about you know like the new york teams or you talk about the bills you talk about the Bengals. like just because they're on the west coast i feel like they don't get the same kind of fan base respect that like the biggest franchise in the nfl the cowboys or any of the east coast teams get so how i would do it uh because i agree with you clearly the nfl did this because they want one nfc one afc matchup each day right so i think for the uh the first game saturday morning i think well saturday morning on the west coast it's like saturday afternoon That's uh I, like think put, out there. I think you put i think you put giants eagles I think you have that be the opening matchup. You put Bengals bills Saturday night. And then I think you put, you open Sunday with Jaguars chiefs and then end the night with Cowboys 49ers. Cause I feel like that is giants Eagles. We've already seen two times this season. Uh, Jaguars chiefs. We already seen one time this season. We have not seen 49ers Dallas and we saw what, 20 minutes of Bengals bills. So it's fresh matchups in the primetime games. And then kind of the two, I mean, we're going to get into it, but I think Jaguars chiefs and Eagles giants seem like the games where it's like, everybody kind of knows who's going to win. I mean, even if we're going on the line, those are the two with the biggest point spreads. I would agree.
1: But no, let's, I mean, I mean that that is that is a good point. I, I I do like your take there.
0: Yeah, let's go into the games of how they're scheduled and how they're happening. Casino. So you uh, came up with a great idea today, which is when we're talking about these games, picking one player each that we feel like has to step up in the moment to basically ensure their team has a victory. Right. And we tried to think out of the box and we didn't just because we talk about oh, no. quarterbacks. Reason. Oh, casino's going 80s, uh, 80s music video style right here. Uh, also, before we get into the games, fucking Zoom like this, is where we record the podcast on. We fucking uh, updated your app like two weeks ago. Never had an issue with you before. And now all of a sudden it's been four shows in a row where this bullshit keeps happening. Zoom, get your fucking shit together. Fix your shit. Anyways. Unless
1: you want to sponsor us, and then you can do whatever you like. (laughs) Uh, Zoom. Great brand
0: until two weeks ago, where all of a sudden it shit the bed. So fix your update. But so we decided to each pick a player. We have not told each other who is the player. So I have, uh, and this was my idea. You get a backup just in case somebody picks your pick. So we will start with the first game on the schedule, the 10 and eight Jacksonville Jaguars going into Arrowhead to face the 14 and three Kansas city chiefs casino. Who oh, is oh, your oh, are you
1: going first? Okay. Yes. Okay.
0: Who is your, now everybody is picking the Kansas city chiefs to win.
1: So in order for Kansas city to win, who is the player you think needs to step up on that team? um so i don't think we i mean we didn't clarify do we mean step up because they haven't been playing well or they just have to have the good game
0: no we we ah.
1: we're saying it in a
0: way where oh, it's you had, like wait, hold,
1: dude you have stopped the video yeah so just restart the video no yours says host has stopped your video oh yeah what the hell because you uh, were going over yeah oh so okay <laughs> We are
0: saying who is – basically we're picking who's the X factor in this game because everybody knows, and when you listen to people talk about it, we've been guilty of this as well, you always just talk about the quarterback. So in all of these picks, I only have one team where I think the quarterback is the main focus of what they need to do, like who needs to be the X factor to win the game, but we were trying to think outside of the box – and yeah. go okay. for so we are maybe on the not same the, page here. Got it. Yeah, maybe not the obvious choice, but somebody who needs to be the X factor to help their team. Like just that give that little bit of an edge to win the game. So who do you have in that for the Kansas City Chiefs to take care of business at home and send the Jaguars packing?
1: Uh my. X Factor. I think he's got to have a good game because this will open up Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey because obviously you know they're gonna play well. Uh we need McKinnon. McKinnon Ooh. needs to have a good rushing game. Interesting. You do that. I mean, we, we've talked about it last episode where you need to be more a more dynamic team. You need to have if you want to win the Super Bowl, you have to have a good run game, you have to have a good um, pass game, all all the things, everything. We've already seen Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, this entire season, they're a one two punch. Everybody knows this. They're going to be doubling him, tripling him, uh, as in Travis Kelsey. They're going to try to stop Patrick Mahomes from using his legs, um, on some sort of quarterback wildcat sneak thing, whatever, whatever play you want to call it. Um, so I think McKinnon has to have a good game and open up that running game for them. So they actually have to watch out for that, and that will open up Travis Kelsey even more. Um, that That's my, my pick of the X factor for now the, the city, the Jaguars
0: finished the season 12th in rushing defense, only allowing basically 115 yards per game rushing. So, so it's could good, but we not see... great. Yeah. And but yeah, it's, it's that's enough almost to, it's enough.
1: It's enough to mess with the team.
0: So, well, also if the chiefs come out of this game with over 115 rushing yards, you know, combined with whatever, Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey is going to do. I don't think you can say you would read those stats and be like, that would be a, how did they lose the game type of situation if they still lost putting up that much offensive output, but staying with Kansas city, I actually had a different offensive weapon for Kansas city in this game to win. We all know, obviously Mahomes and Kelsey are going to be the focus, right? Kelsey's the best tight end in the league. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has been the best quarterback in the league for five years at this point. So those are two things where it's like, yeah, no shit. They need to have a good game to win, but yours is a good pick. I also think mine is a good pick. My pick is Kadarius Tony, who mm. is the wide receiver. They traded from the giants. We've seen, or they traded for, from the giants. We've seen him have spurts this season, right? He had in the Broncos game, the second one they played, he had four receptions, 71 yards. He's they're kind of doing gadget plays with him, almost like a poor man's Debo Samuel, right? They kind of try to get him involved in the backfield, do sweeps, blah, blah, blah. But when it came to when it comes to playoff time, you're going to be playing better defenses who have more tape, right? On everything you do great. So you, let's say. By some miracle, this Jacksonville Jaguars team is able to contain Travis Kelsey. Who's the second option? It's not JJ uh uh Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah, we've seen go. him, we've seen him kind of take a backseat ever since Tony came in. And even Tony hasn't really had his breakout game. So this is what you traded for, right? The potential was always there with him, but he never really. Met it or flourish, or even but he showed sparks of it as he was a giant. So, this is biggest moment he's been in in his career so far. You're with the best quarterback in the league, you're with one of the best offensive minded coaches ever. You have all the attention on Kelsey, you have what little attention's left is going to be on uh, uh Juju Smith Schuster. So, this is your time to shine. I think if he gets over 100 yards. That means it opens up the passing game, which opens up what you're saying with the running game. And then they have to shift attention away from him. You open up Kelsey. It's basically the thing that breaks the game open, right? Because I was trying to look for defensive players, and we'll get to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, on the flip side of this coin. But I was trying to look at defensive players to pick for the Jags you're not going to stop Patrick Mahomes, right? So this is going to have to be a shootout. So my pick, and we'll switch over to the Jaguars, my pick for the Jaguars, I have Christian Kirk, right? So much like Tony, he was the wide receiver. They signed to a big deal right at the beginning of the season. He reset the wide receiver market because they paid, you know, an arm and a leg for him, him and... Hollywood Brown for the Cardinals, like everybody was like, you can't pay a wide receiver this much. This is fucking crazy. This is the exact reason why you paid him uh, so much money because the AFC has all these great quarterbacks, all these great offensive weapons, offensive schemers like Andy Reid. So this is the moment that Christian Kirk needs to step up and just be the X factor be the person in this Jaguars uh, passing game who breaks this game wide open. And if it does get to the point where it's a shootout with Patrick Mahomes, like they don't win a shootout without this guy, right? Like if this guy doesn't have basically the game of his life, they have no shot. And the line I believe is still nine and a half. So Vegas, the betters, the lot the the betting favorite is that the Jaguars have no fucking shot this game. So in order for them to have a shot, I think it's got to be Christian Kirk.
1: Casino, okay. who is your X Factor player for the Jaguars. I mean, well, it's funny that you say that you don't think a defensive player has to step up. I think that's exactly what has to happen. Oh start now. Ooh, yeah, dissension. Yeah. I mean, because you you say it's gonna be a shootout, right? Well, you're not gonna win in a shootout against Patrick Mahomes. You're just not. Uh, he's, he's too good. Not this team. This team is not going to win in a shootout. Yes, Trevor Lawrence looked good against uh, the Chargers, but the Chargers are banged up out back. They're not going to be able to do well, you know, stopping everything. Yes, they had a, you know, uh, what's-his-face, had the three interceptions. Um, phenomenal game. Uh, yeah. But uh, why am I – I'm going off the other thing. Here. No. Oh. <laughs> Scratch that. Uh, anyway, I'm going with uh, Tyson Campbell. So he, has, he has 70 tackles this year. He has three interceptions. Um, I think he's going to need to have a really big game. Um, I, I, Yeah, I think he's going to have to have a big game here against at least stopping the wideouts, at least stopping, you know, like the Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, and they can actually focus on Travis Kelsey down the middle and double him. That's my take. I, I think Tyson Campbell needs to have a big game. Um, you told me to think outside the box. This is me thinking outside the box. That's uh, interesting because I wrote down an offensive and defensive player for each team.
0: I thought you were going to say my defensive player pick, which was Josh Allen, right? And Josh Allen, he's coming into this year, defensive uh, end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He has eight tackle or eight sacks on the year. He also
1: I is. Only, I think he only has seven anyway regardless he, he has half the team sacks so yeah yes he has so, to have a big game too he was actually my number two. Oh, there you I go mean, yes yeah he has because,
0: seven linebacker also has what is it oh i just lost him he has two
1: he has four forced fumbles as well this season that's what i was gonna say crazy i know uh, where you're going yeah. with it he just, yeah he was my second but I think you got to have some sort of stop on because Mahomes is still going to get away from you, so you need to have some help out in the um, the secondary. That's why I went with Campbell, but Allen was my second pick because the deep choice. Is gonna, the, the defense is going to have to stop Patrick Mahomes, yeah. No matter what, no matter what, no matter what Trevor Lawrence can do on offense, you have to be able to stop. You have to pick an X factor on the defense. They're the ones that have to show up this game um, to win.
0: Now, with all that being said, Casino, who do you think is winning this game? The Kansas City Chiefs or the
1: Jacksonville Jaguars? Kansas City Chiefs. Um, They're they're minus nine right now. Uh, They are expecting it to be a bit of a shootout. It's 53. um, So they're expecting points to be scored. They're not, you know, turning their eye away from Jacksonville. Uh, But yeah uh Kansas City I think takes it Jacksonville's gonna fight hard but I just think you know Mahomes is just too good too crafty they'll figure out a way to win um they're one of those teams those one of those teams that they've been they really haven't had too many injuries to really set them back this year so you know what you're getting in them and they're just a solid team all around now
0: interestingly enough these teams did play already in Earlier in the season, uh when the Jaguars were three and seven, the Kansas City Chiefs were seven and two. Kansas City won 27 to 17. And then Lawrence had two touchdowns, no INTs. Christian Kirk had nine receptions, 105 yards, and two touchdowns. But like we just said, if you're gonna get in a shootout with uh Patrick Mahomes, you're most you're probably gonna lose because in this game against this Jacksonville Jaguars defense, he had 331 yards, four touchdowns, one INT. And then that was when the Jaguars were three and seven. So the Jaguars finished the season with the uh, 28th worst against the pass. So they finished the season only ahead of the Raiders, Lions, Vikings, and Titans allowing over 238 yards passing per game. So as much as I want to give the Jaguars a shot, I just think that defense, he's just Patrick Mahomes is gonna stand back there. He's gonna do some shit that like 25 other quarterbacks in the league can do, but because he's doing it, the announcers are gonna fucking shit their shit their pants and freak out. I'm assuming it's gonna to be Tony Romo. So be prepared for you know 50 uh Tony Romo. Oh my god. This uh this patrick mahomes he just did it's going to be fucking annoying but it's going to be it it's going to be the only thing they're going to be able to talk about i think i would take and i am taking the chiefs i would even take the points on this one i think they win by double digits like i really do i think this is blow out of the week i think this is one of the only three games where if the jaguars won i would be shocked like I would legitimately be shocked. Uh, but let's move on. So we're both picking the Chiefs in that one. Let's move on to the Saturday afternoon, Saturday night game, the 10 7 and 1 New York Giants at the 14 and 3 Philadelphia Eagles casino. If you don't mind, I will start us off on this one because my X Factor in this game, my player who needs to step it up is or which team? Uh, For the Eagles. Or no, actually, let's do the Giants first. So the Giants, my pick, and he came up big last week against the Vikings. My pick is Dexter Lawrence. He is the interior lineman, the defensive tackle for the New York Giants. He's what you would call a disruptor, right? And the Eagles have the best O-line in the league. I don't think there's really any doubt. They're getting Lane Johnson back for this game. He's going to go in the middle against Dickerson, against Kelsey, against Malata. And he is going to have to make Jalen Hurts uncomfortable. Now, can he? I don't know. That's why he's the X factor. Because if he can't, I really do think if you give Jalen Hurts time in the pocket with the weapons he has, with the protection he does, he can pick you apart. We've seen it this year. He has made leaps and bounds from last year when he had maybe his worst professional game up to this point, which was against Tampa Bay in the playoffs. But everybody forgets Tampa Bay still had a top five defense last year. They had a top five defense this year. They had a top like two defense the year they won the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay has always had a great defense. This giants team. I've seen a bunch of fans stuff on Twitter, people on tv uh in other radio shows not podcasts because obviously we're the only sports podcast but yeah but other shows all talking about the similarities between this giants team and the team that beat your new england patriots in both super bowls it's not even fucking close because everybody forgets the giants d line of those two super bowl teams was like some of the best defensive line play you've ever seen in the league right like it was insane they were knocking into tom brady every other fucking snap this giants defense is not as threatening they don't have as good of pass they still have a good d line but their pass yards allowed uh this season they're 14th in the league their yards per game they are towards the bottom of the league at 25th And then they are allowing over 144 yards rushing against an Eagles team that when they want to, they can be a top, maybe the best rushing attack in the league with RPOs. You have Sanders, you have the giant killer in Boston, Scott. But again, all of that stops and all of that changes. And we talked about it last episode where you turn teams that are known for doing something great and make them one dimensional. So if you stop the RPOs, if you stop Miles Sanders, if you stop Boston Scott, and you disrupt up the middle, then it's going to have to be, okay, now Jalen Hurts maybe with the shoulder that's worse than we thought it was, where we haven't heard even the fans like myself who check the news on it every day, they're just not saying anything about it, right? So you make him throw 50 times this game and you're probably going to have a better chance to win than if he only has to throw 15 because they're running it down the throat right up through Dexter Lawrence in the middle. So that's my X factor
1: for the Giants' casino. That's, that's a wonderful one. That's wonderful. Mine's going to be a little more cliche. <laughs> uh, um, but we know Saquon Barkley is going to be Saquon. He has to have a good game. He's going to be having a good game. Um, he's had a 10 t- 10 rushing touchdowns so far this season. He's, over, he's like 1,300 yards running uh rushing. So he's great. Um but I think it comes down to we've we always kind of talk about it is Daniel Jones. He's going to be your X factor because he needs to protect the football. He has to. Whenever they're a great team, this team has been really good this season and like looking like they could beat anybody when Daniel Jones is on. And that's always been his criticism is he's very hot and cold. Um mm-hmm. If he protects the football uh, in, in this season, he's he's 15th passing touchdowns, but with uh, five interceptions. That's pretty good numbers. You know, That that is actually pretty good numbers. So he only has uh, 3,200 yards uh, passing, but he's still protecting the football way more than he has in the earlier, uh, in his three previous seasons. Well, so he had I like used... the
0: fumbling problem, right? That they like solved. Yes.
1: yes. Yeah. He was turning the ball over too many times. And I think, that's why they're having such a successful season this year is Daniel Jones, because they don't have a whole bunch on that team offensively. Uh, but he's protecting the football this year, so they're not giving the ball to their opponents to, to score. And they're going to need that, especially going against the Eagles, because if you give Jalen Hurts plenty of time and you you know, you know keep turning over the ball, just you don't need to make big fancy plays. You don't need Saquon to go and rush for 50 yards. You don't need to throw a 60-yard bomb. Beat him how Tom Brady has in the past where it is that slice and dice that he's always done five yards at a time, five yards, when you a football game, if you protect the football and you just make the easy passes and you take away time from Jalen hurts, I think you have a recipe for success there. So that is my pick. And it's all going to come down on Daniel Jones on if he's able to protect the football and kill time off that clock. So the defense doesn't have to go up against and get, and they're going to get worn out by the Eagles offense. So you need to give them as much break and as much time as they need. So they are firing at full, all cylinders to pass that, uh, to hold that front line that you're talking about. So they're not rushing and Hurts actually has to throw the ball 50 times, as you said. Yeah, I agree
0: with that. Also, uh, I had a little, I wasn't going to pick him as my X factor and I didn't think you would either, but just based on me last time, the Eagles Giants played, uh, I also had Kenny Golladay. Now, remember they signed him or they traded for him from the Lions for that giant contract. Hasn't done shit since he came he to was the Giants. Be, he was like
1: my number three there.
0: Yeah. But he needs to have a good game. Something that he's been given the nickname, which now sounds insulting, the baby Megatron mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> but the last time the Eagles-Giants played, he caught he mossed basically Darius Slay in the end zone. It was like garbage time, but it showed you a flash of what he was expected to be. And at what he's 6'4, four he towers over basically every defensive player the Eagles have. So if this is the time where what you got Kenny Galladay for is to beat up on smaller defenses, like, this is his time to shine. He got a taste of it the last time the Eagles Giants played, what, three weeks ago? So if he can carry that over, he's definitely, you know, not the X factor, but I think he can make some noise and maybe get another touchdown like the way he did last time. And yeah, maybe that's all they need. I don't know. Casino, now let's go be- right back to you for what who the Eagles X factor player is.
1: Ugh. um let's you know what he's done very well no I, I don't know you know you go first I'm i I'm still deciding on this one go for it Please. okay my x-factor
0: obviously the mini x-factor of this just like it was with uh Kenny Galladay but a much bigger deal is Jalen Hurts he's not my x-factor player but obviously it all comes down to can he still throw? Can they yep. do the RPOs? He Can mine. he pick this Giants apart? He he's not your X Factor casino. Uh, but, uh, and it also becomes the point where he has to, you know, rid himself of the demons of his only other playoff appearance. And playoff game was against the Bucs where, like I said earlier, had the worst game to this date of his professional career. And in order for him to have a good game. The X factor in this game is Dallas Goddard. Now, Dallas Goddard, I think at this point is the second best tight end in the league, only behind Kelsey. I think Kittle's kind of fallen off this year a little. I think Mark Andrews uh, had a down year, mostly because of the Lamar Jackson injuries. Obviously, same with Darren Waller. You know, he kind of had an off year because of the whole Raiders, uh, Derek Carr mess. But Dallas Goddard, I read his stat. I can't, pull it up i don't remember where i saw it but the giants are one of the worst teams this year in covering Mm -hmm. tight ends so that means you have the second who i think some weeks could contend for being the best tight end in the league going up against one of the worst defenses against tight ends and you have jalen hurts back there looking much like he did last time the eagles and giants played looking to get rid of the ball immediately right? Cause he doesn't want to take any hits. No quarterback wants to take any hits, but you especially don't want to take any hits when you have a bum shoulder or a shoulder that hurts, whether it's your throwing shoulder, your other shoulder doesn't matter. So there's going to be a lot. And I feel like a lot, a lot of Dallas Goddard passes, D- Dallas Goddard design plays tight end screens have always been a thing in Philly that I've texted you my fucking hatred for a million times over the past <laughs> yeah. couple seasons. I fucking hate him, but against the Giants, if they work, do I could honestly see minimum five tight end screens to Dallas Goddard in this game and those will count as rushes right because they're behind the line of scrimmage. I could see him getting 10 10 touches, maybe 12 targets like I think this is gonna be the Dallas Goddard game. And if you're doing a parlay card or doing the tease, you know, where it's like over under 77 receiving yards and five receptions, like over on everything, I think he's going to be the leading targeted receiver, the leading receiver, and then the leading receiver in the entire game in yards. I think he gets a touchdown. I just think he goes off.
1: Your turn. I'm glad that you went first and you gave us more knowledge because I did not know about the, Uh, Bad tight end defense against the Giants. Um, He was one of my guys, but I wanted to go somewhere else. I wanted to go defense here because as I'm talking about with Daniel Jones, he needs to not turn over the ball. He needs to protect it. Um, I'm going uh, Brandon Graham.
0: Yeah, my boy. My buddy.
1: You're froze. froze. Ah. Yeah, no, he's had a hell of a year so far. Um, He has two forced fumbles. He has 11 sacks. Anytime a player gets over ten sacks, like when you're in double digits in sacks for a season, like that's insane. You're you're almost guaranteeing I mean, he's obviously not there, but the leaders at like eighteen this year, but he's crushing it when you're when you're averaging more than half a sack a game, which is yeah, awesome. Uh I think if he can get in there, uh being the D E get in, in there and disrupt Daniel Jones and force him to make those turnovers that I was saying Daniel Jones is not going to have to force. He's going to have to protect the football. Gosh, darn it. I hate my I hate Zoom now. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I think he's the X factor. He's going to put so much pressure. They're going to have to double him. Definitely watch for him on the outside because he's going to be coming on the outside rushes plenty to, to get in there and, and mess with Daniel Jones. So he's going to be my X factor of the game. I could probably see a fourth fumble easily from him. Yeah. At least one sack. I think, I think you could guarantee at least one sack from him this game. Cause he's going to be fired up. He's going to be healthy. He's going to be ready to get in there. I think also with him on the left side, and then you have Hargrave in the middle.
0: And then on that right side, you have Hassan Reddit having one of the best seasons from a linebacker defensive end, you know, hybrid that we've ever seen. So I completely I agree with you put that. Yeah. I think it, this is the game of tight ends. And then this is the game of the pass rush. The- well, I mean,
1: I mean, so the reason I didn't pick Reddick, I mean, cause he's already having a great season, uh, 16, 16 sacks, five force fumbles. So you already know what they're going to do. They're going to, and being that offensive line back, uh, linebacker, it's easier to get a couple guys on him. You know, it's easier to double him than it would be a defensive end. Um, yeah. So that's why that's why I'm going with uh, uh, Brandon over there, because, I mean, you know what you're going to get from Reddick, He's going to be a force. They're going to th- th- again. That's why, you know, these X factors. I'm not trying to pick the obvious guy, even though I did last. I'd pick Daniel Jones, <laughs> but for specific reasons. Um, but no, you know what you're going to get from Reddick. He's going to f- he's going to get in there and just be an absolute beast. They're going to have to try to double him the entire time, which you double him. You're definitely going to leave some play for your defensive end so i think the other the other dragon on that end three-headed dragon that you're talking about oh my kid is up with a vengeance out of nowhere (laughs) she she slept a good half hour oh nice yeah yeah awesome
0: but uh... we'll
1: probably have to do a quick cut there but um yeah no he's already gonna have a good game uh but this this your this offensive line front um is just going to be, or a defensive line front is just going to be absolutely just crushing. Just, just they're going they're going to get in there and they're going to they're going to disrupt Daniel Jones. That's why, again, I'm going to reiterate, he is my X factor because he has to protect this football. He's going to be pressured. He's going to be hit. He has to make sure he doesn't lose the football on a fumble and make sure he doesn't throw any interceptions. Because um, they're going to come after him. They're going to come after him hard.
0: Well, also, the Eagles are the first team ever to have four players uh, with 10-plus sacks this season. Uh, Brandon Graham, like you said, has 10. Uh, uh, Javon Hardgrave has 11. Josh Sweat has 11. And then Hassan Reddick also has 16. So first team ever to do that. And especially when the Giants' offense is – as we've seen, it's very hot and cold. People forget, and people are, at the beginning of the season, Daniel Jones was underhyped. Then in the middle of the season, he was kind of like, oh, okay, Daniel Jones, you know, he's coming along. And towards the end of the season, he has just been insanely overhyped. Like, people forget he's a good quarterback, like you said, but before they got into the playoffs, they had lost to the Commanders They had lost to the Vikings. They got blown out by the Eagles. They tied the Commanders, and then they got beat by both the Lions and Cowboys. So this was a Giants team that started off very strong this season, and then kind of the wheels fell off. And then, lucky them, they got matched in the first round against the only team that was a bigger fraud the entire season than them, which was the Minnesota Vikings, which is where Daniel Jones had... His two best passing performances in the season, by far, almost doubling what he normally passes for. Uh, Again, the Eagles-Giants game two weeks, three weeks ago that ended 22-16, the Eagles did the most conservative offense you've ever seen in your life. That was cookie-cutter textbook, and the Giants were still never in that game. The pass to Galladay was a garbage time touchdown towards the end of the game. That didn't matter. So people, and this is where we get into our picks right here. People acting like the giants are like, Oh, well, you better watch out for the giants. Like the last time these two teams met as they're going to this week, the Eagles beat them by almost four touchdowns. Like even if it's half as good, Uh, in terms of an Eagle standpoint, that's still a two-touchdown win. Now, I think this game will be closer than that first game, but I don't think it's going to be as close as the last one because they got Lane Johnson back. Jalen Hurts has had time to rest and rehab that shoulder that is more serious than people thought, but now I feel like he's been taken off the injury report, so he's clearly feeling good enough to not even be questionable right so i think this is i've been doubting the eagles all season right because i'm a realist fan but it's come it's swung all the way around where now it's like people forget how good the eagles have been this season the the games they've lost they've all lost by one score almost in the final play of the game and what two of them so it's like The Eagles, the only way they would lose this game is if they turn the ball over. And I don't think the Giants have enough defensive players to make those mistakes happen. So I'm picking the Eagles. I'm picking the Eagles to win by 10 points, to win by 14 points. Like, I don't think this game is close. And if it is, I would be legitimately shocked. I just think the Eagles are built to dismantle teams like how the Giants are built.
1: I'm going Eagles as well. Easy call.
0: All right. And then uh, before we go to the next game casino, uh, as you know, I've been watching uh, all the Rocky movies. So Rocky is the, you know, fictional patron saint of Philadelphia. And as a Philadelphia fan, I've always loved Rocky. And that just happens to coincide with me being an Eagles and Sixers fan. But In my favorite Rocky, which is Rocky 2, I think it's the best one upon rewatching all of them. After Adrian gives birth to Rocky's son, she looks at him and she goes, win. And then the music swells, right? Because the whole movie she's been telling him, don't fight. She's finally given him the go-ahead to train for the fight, the rematch with Apollo Creed. And then he like perks up, the music goes, and then she just says it again. She goes, with more authority, she goes, win. And then it starts the training montage. That's all I want from the Eagles casino. Win. Win. Next game. It's it's. It, I'm getting hyped. I'm getting hyped, casino. Uh, the next game on the docket, Sunday. It is a match we've technically already seen, but not really. The 13-4 Cincinnati Bengals. This time, go to Buffalo. To play the 14-3 and three Buffalo Bills. Uh, I think the Sunday games, both of them, I think they are much better matchups and much more interesting than the Saturday games. Because this one, I mean, I, I wrote down like six players for each team. I will start this one off casino. And my X-Factor player for the Cincinnati Bengals to go into Buffalo and help them beat the buffalo bills is i actually put two players for this because it's one position i put von bell and jesse bates the third the safeties for the buffalo bills or those who you were picking for mine uh, <laughs> for Bill was
1: bell was up there for me yes
0: so obviously the way to beat buffalo is to force turnovers The way Buffalo turns the ball over is Josh Allen relies on his deep ball way too much, hits way too many deep passes, which means this goes past cornerbacks and ends right back in the secondary with the safeties. So this season, Jesse Bates and Von Bell, they have both combined for eight interceptions. Both had four and four, right? They're also, their tackles are almost dead, uh, even with 77, 71. Uh, Bell had more solo tackles. Uh, Bates had more assisted tackles. So against this Buffalo team, we saw the first time these two matched up for when they played for seven minutes. Uh, They were containing Josh Allen deep passes. He wasn't completing them. They got him right off the field. And then Burrow was... Driving for what looked like a second touchdown on the second drive they had that game. So
1: the Bengals, I remember that play.
0: The Bengals prove they can move on this Bills defense. Bills still finishes a top five defense in almost every defensive category, right? But the Bengals, they are going to have to contain Josh Allen because you look at the Bengals offensive line; they have what is it, three people missing, right? So then. Uh, if it becomes a shootout, that means uh Josh Allen's gonna be taking a lot more shots downfield. He has Stefan Diggs, he has Gabe Davis, and this is where your safeties come in. If one or uh if one or both of them get an INT, I think if Josh Allen turns the ball over more than once in this game, I think Bengals win. And uh before we even get to the picks, that's who I'm picking. I'm picking Bengals to go into Buffalo and win this game, casino. Who's your factor for what Cincinnati needs to do or what X factor Cincinnati needs to have to beat Buffalo in their uh,
1: home stadium. I mean, yours was absolutely spot on. I like Belvon a lot in this game. Um, so let's, uh, let's flip the script here and uh, let's go a little offensive here. Um, so you already know that uh, they're going to Jamar Chase is going to be a heavy, heavy target for Joe Burrow. Like he's just, He's going to look to him every second of the day uh, to, to get it to him. So I'm thinking there's there's two things to this one. Uh, T. Higgins is why I'm picking this game. Is I'm sure he's going to be a little nervous going into uh, going into the next rounds. Like as he keeps, I think there's a lot still going on. I know that. Uh, uh, oh my gosh. Well, I am Tamar Hamlin. Thank you. Damar Hamlin is okay, but I'm trying to put myself in his shoes. I would be completely messed up. Like I would, I would be struggling to even think like I'm struggling even to think right now, Because <laughs> for some reason, I'm just awful. Um, but, but I mean, going, this is going to be a very emotional game for him, especially when, you know, he's going to be out on that field. Um, uh, I don't
0: Do you think he comes out and does the coin flip? Maybe, dude. Uh, he's. I think we both agree he's at least minimum gonna be in the press box, right? Oh, yes. Like 100%. I think this says press box written all over it. And again, over under fifty seven
1: times they cut to him in the press box. I'm taking the so, over by a country mile. I I think Higgins. It he's going to need to show up because if he's just not there mentally, because here's the thing I'm, I'm, I, I hope not. I really hope not, but I don't want any bills fans to be booing him or, you know, any, any time they doesn't, I don't want it to be in his head that he has to basically be a soft receiver out there because of what happened. Hmm. Um I don't know this. Dude, if you almost killed a guy and you're going back up against that team with his entire, like, you know, football family, I'd be scared. I'd be yeah. nervous. I, I would have a lot going on in my head. He's going to need to be able to break through that and have a good game because, are you know, Jamar Chase, they're going to be doubling him like crazy. Um, Who else is that? Uh, Who else is their big? Uh, Tyler Boyd. So, Tyler Boyd would have to be my other offensive if I'm going to have to pick him up. Other offensive. I don't have to, but I'm going to. Those two receivers are going to have to really step up because Jamar uh Jamar Chase, he's going to be obviously Burrow's number one target. That's his favorite player. Um they played, you know, LSU together. They have a they won a national championship together. I I like that duo so much because they have such a strong connection that I'm sure the Bills are gonna do whatever they can to break up that connection, but the other receivers are gonna to have to step up i mean they've, they've played well all season but i really i think the x factor it has to come down uh to higgins because if he's not there mentally you pretty much just get rid of him out of the game like yeah I, and I, so I, you're I, I'm, saying I mean, i'll be honest i'm just a little worried to see him go out there and just not perform 100 percent because again he's now he's going to be playing against a team that he almost killed one of their players on accident you know obviously but yeah you know, it's a freak freak of nature thing that happened, but I don't know. That's my take on it. I would have picked if I could, uh, Bell Vaughn or Von Bell, but you picked him. So
0: <laughs> Well, you're saying T Higgins, he's gonna be like in the headspace of as if he was at like a two-year-old's birthday party, right? With like other children running around. You're saying that's where his headspace is gonna be, where he's just gonna be freaking out and all over the map. If we're so- going by you personal experiences.
1: About... Yeah, you're talking about me? There you go. Thanks. Uh, it was too much. There was too many kids there. There was like 30 kids and nobody was paying attention to
0: them, man. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Uh, bounce houses are fun.
1: Get them as adults still. They hold up.
0: Uh, yeah. And but... also
1: get yourself a 10-year-old kid that you can dunk on. <laughs> and
0: that you can fun. rock bottom and you can suplex. Preferably if it's your own because it's more satisfying because – as they grow older like my 10-year-old son thinks he can take me right like in a fight in basketball in anything in video games whatever so you always just like have to put them in their place to realize that you're not there yet right and then you tussle their hair and then you say maybe
1: next time kid and then my, you rock my favorite bottom. thing so my favorite <laughs> thing about that whole thing when you weren't out there yet but I was in there with my kid uh, she was trying to do the the big slide going up the stairs going down the slide and uh, your son and one of his cousins were uh, playing in the basketball hoop and whatnot and so the basketball came to me and I go all right you go to this corner and you go to this corner and I said I'm gonna roll it down the middle and you guys have to die for it <laughs> and they came very close to smoking their faces on each other I was like <laughs> yeah. I'm only doing that once because I wasn't <laughs> I didn't want to have to go inside to be like hey I broke your son's nose. Oops. (laughs) But anyway, that was fun. But uh, yeah, no, get a bounce house. They're fun.
0: But now Casino. Sorry, sorry,
1: fans, I wasn't super prepared for the Bengals. That was the one team that I had missed there. Well, now. I'll go first on this one, though.
0: We're switching over to the Bills. Obviously, the Bills, I think the number one X factor for the Bills is just going to be emotion. But when it comes to playing on the field with players, Casino, who is your X factor for
1: the bills to make sure they secure the dub at home? Well, kind of how you had it the last year, you went with the safety. I'm going to go with Jordan employer. I think that Ooh. he's going to have to have a big game. Cause those, I mean, there's three receivers say Higgins is, you know, he's not shaken up by, and he's going to have a good game. Those are three great receivers that are out there. We've talked about how since he has one of the best, if not the best receiving core in all of football, um, when it just comes to stats, player status and all that. He's gonna he's gonna need to be able to read the offense, know where he needs to be. I think he has to have a big game. I think he he has to be the X factor. He's gotta scare. He's gotta show show by not showing his uh where he's gonna be, you know, not show his cards on which which over the top player that he's he's gonna guard. So I think he has to have a big. I think he has to have a big game.
0: Now, my pick casino is solely based on last week's game. He's been a good player for them over the years. He's been with the Buffalo Bills his entire career. It is twenty-eight-year-old Mike Milano, and Mike Milano, or I'm sorry, Matt, Matt Milano. I said okay. Mike, uh, Matt Milano, because and I'm picking him. He is the linebacker for the Buffalo bills. I'm picking him solely based on what he did last weekend against the Miami dolphins in the wildcard playoff. Uh. He had 10 tackles, uh, eight solo two assisted and two sacks, which means Mm -hmm. he can get to the quarterback and the big news coming into this Bengals game. If you're a Bengals fan or if you're a bills fan, you're either excited or worried about this, which is the Bengals offensive line is decimated, right? They have three starters out. They have three backups in this is each week. So far, the line has gotten worse and that's always been a concern. It was even as concern at the beginning of the season when the Bengals couldn't figure out their offensive line problems and Joe Burrow was just getting destroyed, right? Like, The Bengals started the season bad. Everybody was saying like the Bengals were a fluke, blah, blah, blah. And then they kind of righted the ship. They got command of their offensive line. And then it became one of the best units in the league. Well, it was that until for the past month where they're just dropping like flies. So now you bring in a Buffalo Bills team that, like I said, they're going to be playing with emotions, right? Everybody thought they were, you know, uh what double digit favorite against a Miami dolphins team that was starting a third string quarterback that this wasn't a purdy situation. Like this was Skylar Thompson who had been abysmal. And then even he lit up this defense, but uh I even forgot my guest name, Matt Milano. Uh He just was, you know, if the giants D tackle who I picked as my X factor in that game, didn't have the game he did this guy would have been the defensive player of the week in the wildcard playoffs because he went off, he tackled in the open field and then he got to the quarterback when the opportunity came. And I think the opportunity is going to come and I'm expecting two more sacks from him alone in this game. I think this is one of those games where the only hope the bills have to win is if they get to burrow, they force pressure, they get him on the ground. They get him in the dirt so he doesn't have the opportunity to get it to a Higgins or a Chase. And that's my X factor. All that being said, I don't think it'll be enough, and I'm still picking the Bengals to win this game because, honestly, Josh Allen, I don't trust that I think he's regressed. Who are you picking in this one, Casino?
1: Man, uh, I'm going to stick with my Super Bowl pick. Ooh. I'm, gonna, I'm going with, yeah... I think that there's just going to be so so much emotion for that game. Sorry, the kids right up next to me. Uh, So (laughs) much emotion for that game that I don't see how the Bills don't win this. I just I just don't. Um, Not to be that weird conspiracy guy, but I don't know how much the refs are going to push for. Interesting um i hope that's not the case but i struggle with officiating in almost every sport for both teams whether they're my team or not and i and i know that's and i know that's you know tough with officiating um being an official and calling this player not this player or you know this foul not this foul that is a tough job no i i don't know why anybody in their right mind would want to officiate any game i have no in- idea that's not even that well. ever. Yeah. I I've seen I've seen umps at Little League baseball games get ripped in by fans and, and and you know moms and dads and whatnot. Well yeah, I it's a thankless job. So like, it is. So I really hope that I really hope that it's not and there isn't a, a play questionable. Um so I hope that that does not play a factor, but I will be honest, I will be watching for that. We'll be watching if there's going to be like a play where it's like, uh, it's a little questionable or something where time runs off and you know there was a timeout trying to be called and they don't give it right away. I don't know. I'm just well, there's
0: also been this weird thing. I don't know if you've noticed because you don't go on uh Twitter like social media as much as mm-hmm. I do, but there's been this weird thing the past I want to say month where NFL rigged has been trending almost every Sunday okay. or like every this time NFL I'm not, plays. On,
1: I'm not even on social media and I'm and I'm seeing Picking that some, I'm yeah. seeing some trends so that that that's there you go that that's live right there that's live that I'm not being biased <laughs> by reading social media shit because I don't I don't get on I, I hate social media so much yeah um, that's why whenever I'm fumbling through my phone and whatnot or my notes that I have oh i hate social media and i hate how it networks
0: yeah i agree with you but there is a weird thing and then uh i also saw this thing online it's from uh what like i think it's like uber facts or whatever the fuck that thing is like the green thing where they give out facts i don't know how reputable they are and again i just saw it online so it might be total bullshit but uh it said that the NFL. Now, do I think the NFL is rigged as a whole? No. Do I think they know which referees call what kind of plays and then kind of try to maneuver oh, yeah. those teams into in certain games? One hundred fifty million percent. Like, oh, yeah. there's not, there, there's no doubt in my mind. They put certain officiating crews in certain games where things happen more. Right. That's why you'll like, be
1: like if if one team has a receiver that is known for being a little handsy, you know, but it's receivers don't typically get a lot of OPI, but you get that ref that's in put that ref in the game that is always looking for OPI. There yeah, you, go. you put a guy refereeing a Browns game
0: who has a daughter who's a masseuse, right? You kind of try to. uh <laughs> the season's almost over i have to get into deshaun watson place, but the uber facts thing or whatever the fuck it was they were saying the nfl is categorized like legally as a form of entertainment and not a sport so they could legally influence their own games without it being illegal now is that true i don't know is it not true again i don't know But would that be shocking to me? Not really. Like just of some of the crazy calls we've seen. But to get off on that tangent, uh, we go to the last game of the weekend. Even though my team's playing, I always get knots in my stomach when my team plays. And then I feel no joy when they win. But I'm absolutely devastated when they lose. So I get no joy in watching my team play. The... So I think even in my eyes the most anticipated game for me because I don't care who wins is the Dallas Cowboys 13 and 5 at the San Francisco 49ers 14 and 4 before we even get into the x factors for this game casino who are you picking to win I'm picking the Niners This is my upset pick of the week I'm picking the Cowboys I really I don't know I just feel like this, and this ties in with the ref thing. I think there's going to be some real fucking questionable calls to make sure the Cowboys are in the NFC Championship game to pop a rating. I really do think this is going to be the, oh oh my God, how the fuck could they call that thing? Like kind of play. Uh But let's start with you, Casino. For your pick of the 49ers to win, who
1: do you think has to be their X Factor? Um. I'm gonna roll with uh, Christian McCaffrey here. I know that Wait. you know he's a super. Yeah, I know that he's a superstar <laughs> guy. But we've seen it multiple times this year. He is, even when he was still with his previous team, he can do everything. You yes. need to work up some schemes for him to do everything. You need to make Dallas his defense, who's one of the best defenses out there. Um, I know they're like the they were like the best pressure defense in the league. Uh, we we knock on Dallas de- defense all the time, and we knock on Dallas all the time. They're still a good defense. They they, they led the league in in pressure defense, uh, getting to putting pressure on the quarterback. Um, they're second on sacks on getting the quarterback after pressure, after of total sacks probably, but second with pushing the quarterback back, like making yeah. making him walk go back and then get him. Um, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But I think McCaffrey's going to have to have the big game. He's going to have to put, they're going to have to draw a place for him to be just wild out there. And <laughs> everybody's going to have to be, well, it, he's a Swiss army knife. He can do it all. He can really do it all that they're going to have to watch him like a hawk out there and make sure that he doesn't, what What is he going to run? Is he setting up to, you know, do a dump pass for a run play. Is he just coming up the gut? Is he going to throw the football, for crying out loud? Or is he going to run a seam route and go 20 yards downfield and nobody expects him to be a receiver? He can do all of those things. He's shown that he can do all those things. I think he needs to be as dynamic as possible for Brock Purdy to give him as many looks as he possibly can. Um, I, I think that's going to be one of their biggest things of this game is use one of your best weapons, your Swiss Army knife, in every way you can, even pull out the tweezers, get the little tweezers or the little nail file. You have to get have to pull out everything of this thing, even that weird white little toothpick that's always on the very end. That everybody's like, "What the fuck is this for?" You <laughs> need to pull that out as well. Um, yeah. Uh.
0: Well, that's- I I'm giving you shit for picking the obvious one. I picked. Uh, my pick was going to be Trent Williams, right? The offensive tackle for the san francisco 49ers one of the best in the league at his position but i was like you know what i want to go a little spicier so for the second time and the only time in this uh exercise of picking the x, fa- x factors of this game i picked more than one player i picked the san francisco cornerbacks because they like to switch them up they like to switch from zone to man All you need to do to beat, what is it, this 49ers team, or I'm sorry, this Cowboys team, you need to take CeeDee Lamb out of the mix. He is the only weapon when the Dallas Cowboys have a great passing attack, all they do is throw the ball to CeeDee Lamb over and over again until they get to the red zone and then they throw it to Dalton Schultz, right? So this is not... This is a three-headed monster in the fact that it is Dak Prescott, it's CeeDee Lamb, and it's Dalton Schultz, right? All you need to do is take CeeDee Lamb out of the game, and the Cowboys firework pass offense all of a sudden becomes anemic, right? Now, it's easier said than done because CeeDee Lamb, since he came into the league, has been one of the best wide receivers of any team, but especially of the Cowboys, he's been the best one I think he's even better than Des Bryant was at his peak, right when and I think he's better than T.O was on the Cowboys because I feel like T.O was a little past his peak at that point blah 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 blah. So CeeDee Lamb is going to go up against this 49ers back end that like I said last episode, you can pass on this 49ers defense. We talk about oh, they're only behind Tennessee in terms of rush defense. So Tony Pollard uh, you know, they're going to try to run him, but if they stop him, this Dallas offense becomes one dimensional. And then not only that, they become one dimensional on top of one dimensional because you know when they're passing 90% chance it's going to two people, right? They signed T.Y. Hilton, but if T.Y. Hilton is your number one wide receiver in a 2023 playoff game against the best defense in the league, odds are you're losing that matchup 100 out of 100 times. So if you make this Dallas offense one-dimensional on top of one-dimensional and you make them pass against you and you're able to take away not only the number one receiving option, the receiving option, then you're winning this game much like you did in Seattle. This is a blowout. I really do think it's that simple. So my X factor is – whoever the fuck is going to be on cd lamb because the 49ers you know they like to do a bunch of different things on defense move a bunch of people around i'm sure the cowboys will always have cd lamb in motion have him in the slot have him on the left right side they they know this right the cowboys know this the 49ers know this Ceedee lamb is your target to take out of the game i'm not saying like injure or whatever i'm saying like cover him so badly that Dak prescott cannot pass to him so that is my x factor casino now in terms of the cowboys yeah i'm just gonna keep talking because i'm on a roll and i'm almost out of breath (sighs) my x factor for the cowboys to win i was gonna go tony pollard i was because again that opens up the offense and makes it less one-dimensional but i'm going with the multiple, 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 multiple Willie Award loser, yeah. I'm going Mika Parsons. I so he, think, was, he was
1: He's one of my two, but I got the other one for
0: you. So I'm picking Mika Parsons because of who my other X Factor was going to be, Trent Williams. Trent Williams is one of the best at his position in the league. They move Mika Parsons around. I'm sure they're going to put him on Trent Williams' side of the line and just say, like... Get to it. And again, Mika Parsons, great defensive player, overrated because he's on the Cowboys. If he was on the Texans doing the same stuff, nobody would be talking to him as glowing. Nobody would be talking about him as glowingly as they have been this season. But he is much like we talked about the Giants, uh, Dexter Lawrence. He's a disruptor, right? The Cowboys... Hmm won that Texans game because the quarterback line offensive coordinator was scared of Mika Parsons and caused like what three false starts in a row to almost lose that game on that drive before they got that great pass, blah, 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 blah. But Mika Parsons can change a game. We just haven't seen it for a while, right? We saw it last week against a statuesque Brady standing in the pocket Purdy can move around. He can use his legs. He can escape the pocket a lot better than Tom Brady can. So Mika Parsons is not only going to have to cause problems on the line, he's going to have to cause movement, and then he's going to have to do a lot of running and chasing down, probably McCaffrey out of the backfield, probably Debo Samuel on sweeps, probably Brock Purdy on some bootlegs, right? So my X Factor for the Cowboys is Mika Parsons. Who is yours, Casino?
1: I am going to go, <sighs> Mr. Schultz. Ooh. You've already kind of talked about it. Uh, that passing defense isn't the greatest for San Fran, but they're going to be so worried about CeeDee Lamb. Um, kind. Look what happened last game against the Bucks, for instance. The Bucs, they're not as good of a defense, though, as Niners, but they were still a decent defense. And who showed up last week and just nobody could stop? Was Schultz, he was, he had eight targets for uh, seven receptions, 95 yards. He had two touchdowns, five first downs. So he was their, you know, their first down guy that they needed when they needed him. He had an absolutely phenomenal game. And I think that he's going to be a major factor if they can get him rolling. And because they're going to, you know, the defense is, they're going to do everything they can to, to stop those wide receivers. I really do think that Schultz is going to have another big game. He, he's already reliable. You already know that. Last week just made it even better for Dak to be like, okay, I know I could go to you when I need to go to you. He had a phenomenal game. I think he's going to keep rolling that throughout the playoffs as far as they can get. I think Dalton Schultz is going to be the X factor for Dallas because he showed it last week and he had a phenomenal game and I think he's going to roll.
0: I also think when you talk about that uh, Cowboys offense, I think Michael Gallup, remember at one point, everybody was like, Michael Gallup's the best wide receiver the Cowboys have. There was rumors that they traded Amari Cooper because they thought he could step up and be the number one wide receiver on this team. He's almost gotten progressively worse since that one breakout season he had. It was in 2019, So we're almost, at this point, four years removed from that. He's gotten worse each year, also factor in injuries and stuff like that. So I agree with you, Schultz is the number two wide receiving or or just receiving option on this team. I also think we have to at least give a little credit to Tony Pollard, right? Because if he can run against this, formidable 49ers uh, run defense, then that doesn't make you one dimensional. It opens up the passing game more. Now you actually have to worry about a running back who is, you know, cutting you up, so to speak. And yeah, I think if I'm going to make a bold prediction casino, I think the Cowboys win. And I think Pollard has over a hundred yards. I do think he is a factor in this game, maybe not the X factor, but a factor in pulling up the upset, which is I'm picking the Cowboys to win. You're picking the 49ers. I do think next week it's going to be NFC Championship game, the Cowboys versus Eagles. Uh, which to last topics we'll talk about in this uh football before we get to other sports is what do you think is you don't have to go all of them. What do you think is the least interesting matchup possible for the Super Bowl with the teams left? And what do you think is the most interesting?
1: Oh, yeah. We did talk about this.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I can you. go first if
1: yeah. you would like. Go first. I need to calm her down. Go first. <laughs>
0: uh, so I do think that the most interesting matchup, and I'm not just saying this because. I am a homer. I do think the Eagles would be the most interesting team. Now, not the most popular, right? Because in terms of popularity, I think the fan bases of both the Cowboys and the 49ers are greater than the Eagles. I don't think I'm, uh, you know, breaking any news or shocking anybody with that statement. I think it's fairly obvious. So I think the most interesting matchup, just not from a fan's point of view, but from just a football watching point of view. I do think it would be the this Eagles team. I think it would be this Eagles team on the NFC. And I think it would be versus the Chiefs. Because then you have the you have all the talking points, Andy Reid versus his former team. You know, in the Super Bowl, you have Patrick Mahomes, the winner of the MVP versus who everybody was picking to be the MVP, Hurts. You have this great uh, four on the Eagles who have 10 plus rush or 10 plus sacks, you know, going up against Mahomes and can Mahomes avoid the pressure. Can the Chiefs do enough to stop Jalen Hurts? Is he injured? Is he not? I think all the talking points and all the interesting aspects of everything, for me, the most interesting matchup would be chiefs Eagles. And I'm not just saying that as a fan, I think also 49ers would be a little bit interesting because of the Purdy angle of it. But I think Dallas, uh, I think Dallas would be, just the only interesting thing there would be it's the Cowboys, right? I don't think there's really any storylines out of that. Maybe can Dak Prescott, you know, overcome the doubters, blah, blah, blah. But I don't really think there's any interesting stories coming out of that. I think the worst matchup for the Super Bowl out of the NFC would be the Giants just because I don't think they're a fun team to watch. I think it's more a fun quote unquote story, right? Like you like, you like this Giants team because they're gritty and they got a fun coach, and Daniel Jones is ascending, but I don't think they're a fun team to watch. I don't think they're an explosive offense. They're kind of just the nitty gritty team that gets it done. I think if the Super Bowl after this season ended up being Giants Jaguars, I think it would be one of the lowest rated Super Bowls yeah. ever. Like a so small missed, market majority, team in Jacksonville.
1: What? i'm sure we picked the same stuff um i think you're right with the eagles chiefs i heard that part uh i 100 i think you have you know the two mvps going at it i think would be awesome uh because i'm sure is mahomes still above i don't know oh he's
0: gonna win the mvp yeah uh, mahomes so, is gonna win it
1: so it, i i i think that shootout would be great but then i do agree? Um, I'm sure for everything you've just said because I, like I said, I missed it. Um, <laughs> oh, hold on, gotta unlock the door for the wife. But I would no say uh, Jaguars, uh, Giants
0: is the Forever worst. You said. <laughs> and then I think the other side. I honestly think Bills, Bengals. I think either of those teams get. I was just saying, I think either Bills, Bengals, or Chiefs get to the Super Bowl. There's a million storylines coming out about it, right? So the Bengals, it'd be like, oh, Joe Burrow, back-to-back Super Bowls, overcoming a rough start to the season, overcoming injuries, blah, blah, blah. Bills, all you have to say is DeMar Hamlin, right? The whole story for two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl would be, they're doing this for DeMar, they're doing this for DeMar Hamlin, you know overcoming blah 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 so i think really the only three teams where the storylines aren't as interesting is cowboys jaguars giants i feel like you can make storylines from those teams but i don't think they're as interesting or as great to talk about for two weeks as if any of the other teams got into the super bowl I
1: like your takes no i like your takes um... uh
0: so we ran a little bit long And by a little, I mean a lot long on that football, but we don't have much football to talk about, so we had to
1: deep dive into it. Uh, Do you want to get into NHL or NBA casino? Um, Do you want to do an episode tomorrow? I think might be the best. Oh, I'd be down for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: So, yeah, actually, that works perfectly fine. So this has now become a Part one of part two episode, part two dropping tomorrow. Uh, We will talk about the NHL, NBA. I have my top five NFL stories of the past week. Uh, They range from NBA or NBA. I'm sorry, Uh, NBA stories of the week. And then casino. We are also going to
1: talk about what, when it comes to the NHL. Pretty much the same thing. Uh, Just five big news stories that I've kind of been, been following. Also I'd like to touch in a little bit on the fan votes did come in for the all star game. So go with those and and the the three remaining players from each division that did make it in. Um yeah. kind to go from there. And then also uh do a little man, I got i am I'm gonna make a wish. I'm gonna <laughs> an eyelash. Oof. My wish is to have a better <laughs> podcast tomorrow I've been in and out like crazy today. Um <laughs> also talk uh, a lot about the australian open for tennis that's going on um because we do include everything mostly we try there's a lot of sports yeah um, but uh yeah there's been a lot going on in that matchup uh, number one and two in the world are already knocked out by u.s players a lot of u.s players have been advancing so we could talk more about that
0: usa usa no, but we're an international podcast. So I'm only going to say USA two times instead of three. But uh, so this has turned into part one, which was all about the NFL divisional round, which we just broke down extensively, gave you our X factors, gave you our picks. So tomorrow's episode will be part two, and we will talk about NBA, NHL, tennis, maybe some soccer and college uh, basketball going on there. So, yeah. This has been uh, the only sports Podcast. I'm Will.
1: That's Casino. Anything else to say, Casino, before we head out of here? No, this is probably my worst podcast on my side so <laughs> far. I've been hanging no. off the walls. You've yes. had much worse. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> yeah. the encouragement. You're
0: welcome. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see you for part two tomorrow. Two. All right. Adios, Casino.